Okay, so uh, you know, it's not Thursday, but uh, I'm not around tomorrow, so when you're in, uh, you to switch with me. Um, so we are in the middle of the 11th letter, it's page 165 in the, uh, the Feltheim, Rabbi Elias' version. And we're going through the first category of mitzvahs. Um, we're going, th- I think, they're, are they in the other room? All right, whatever. It's, it's, you don't have to really, it's not a lot inside, it's more today. Um, and we are in the first category of mitzvahs. There are first, again, we're first breaks down the mitzvahs into six categories. The first one is tyres. Tyres are truths about Hashem, about ourselves, about the world, about Kai right? That were revealed to us in history, that were meant to remind ourselves, but not as just some abstract dogma of belief. You know, just like, yeah, you have to believe it and check it off as something which you believe, but as a foundation for living, right? These are the fundamental ideas that our entire lives are based on, right? An understanding of the Rebbein Shalom, an understanding of ourselves, of Klai of our fellow man, are really the basis for everything else that follows. So we spoke last week about the Achdas Hashem, we spoke about, you know, um, the Rebbein Shalom is our Hashem. Okay, now we're up to, uh, let's see, again, he's, he's going to briefly list a bunch of mitzvahs in the category, um, just really just says them quickly. Uh, in Chayrev is where he elaborates on them, and we'll try to elaborate a little bit just to give a little bit of a sense, but really to get a full understanding, you'll have to read his Pirish on Chumish, you'll have to read Chayrev to get a full sense. And like we said yesterday, last week, we're not here, this is not like a minion Tayag necessarily, right? This is a Hirsch kind of, you know, from Tereshiv Asav and giving a, you know, giving a voice to these ideas, even if it's, whether or not it's included in anyone's list of Tariag mitzvahs. Okay, the third one, that all his creatures are his servants, and you too must join their ranks to labor in his service. So this is very interesting. Now, Hirsch here is, is, is basing on the following Pasuk, right? It's a Pasuk that says... Um, it's talking about how you're not allowed to do Avodah You should be Nishmartem Ma'idon Avshay Seichem Right? Pentashchison It says Pentisa Einecha Hashemayim Over Isa Sashemes Vasayereyef Zachichavim Es Kaltsev Hashemayim Vinidachtem Yishtach Vizal Lehem Valtam Right? You're going to look to the sun, moon, and stars, and you're going to serve them. Asher Cholak Hashem Aleikacha Oisam L'Chol Ha'Amim Tachas Kol Shemayim. That Hashem gave to all the nations Tachas Hashemayim. Which which refers to learning that you look around at at the, the phenomenon of nature. Right, and you recognize you know you look at the sun and 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 you serve them as a bedazara instead of recognizing Ashachalak Hashem, right? Hashem put them into the world in order to serve the world, in order to be there as luminaries, in order to be there as the sun, moon, and stars. And instead, you want to go, you went ahead and, and serve them. But the reason why Hashem gave these things, you're supposed to look at them and see Hashem put them in the world for the purpose of the world. And you, you Hashem took from the In other words, look around, and, and this repression is Chayrib is Mitzvah 5, he calls it self appraisal. In other words, it's recognizing your own place in history. Right? Look at yourself as a creation of God, just like all the other mighty creations. Don't look at them and pervert what they are. Look at them and look at, look at their Rebbein Hashem created them for their particular roles and then Hashem created you as well to fulfill your role. So again, it's an interesting idea of recognizing that you have a role in this world. Right? You have you as human beings, as a member of Klai Yisrael, were put into this world just like Hashem put the sun into this world for its purpose, Hashem created you. Um, it's interesting, I've heard in, in a Siddur when he talks about the first bracha, Hashanah and Lasech Vivina, it's a similar idea, right? That, you know, that the rooster, Hashem gave the sechvivina, right? Hashem gave it a particular trait 
of Hachem and Yom Yivin Leila, as the Pasuk in Eiv, and that's supposed to kind of, you know, impress upon you your own unique characteristics, right? Hashem gave every creation, you know, something that it needs in order to be able to fulfill its mission. So to human beings, Klai Yisrael was given its mission. So look at yourself as being part of this world. And just to read a line from Chayyav over here, he says... Uh, Young men and women, let the consciousness of your mission penetrate you through and through. Be ever conscious that the same Hashem who prescribed the course of the sun, the path of the light ray, the development of the worm, has in His Torah also given to you the law of life. And with this consciousness, live in Hashem's creation as brothers and sisters of the greatest as the smallest, all like you, you like all, called upon to be servants of Hashem. Right? Recognize yourself like the rolling thunder, the sun, the blade of grass that nods as you walk, the breeze, right? All of these things serve Hashem, right? And, and recognize yourself. Like we said, this is like the first half of the Sefer, right? This is the purpose. We're part of this world and you're a servant of Hashem just like everything else in the world. So looking around at nature and looking at the development of nature, how everything, how they do exactly what their Rebbein Shalom wants, right? And we have free will. We should be the same. Ultimately, our topic in this world is to be like the blade of grass, right? To be a, an Eved Hashem as faithful, as loyal as every blade of grass. Now, of course, we have free will, which is what makes it all worth it. But that's the, again, this is a very interesting, uh, you know, mitzvah that he, that, he, that he puts forth here. The next one, he says that his will was revealed to you for this purpose and for all times. Obviously, we're talking there about Maimon HaSinai, right? A person has to remember Maimon HaSinai, remember that the British Shalom actually revealed himself to us and told us what he wants. This is not just, you know, some, uh, you know, some abstract thing that we don't know. We're trying to figure out how to be a good person. The British Shalom gave it to us and told us, and we have to always remember that. And that your faith too should guide and educate you to this end, right? So here he's he's actually referring to, um, he's referring to the pasuk over here. Um, where are we in E over here? Eight two. Um, yeah. This is where Hirsch and Chayyim talks about the idea of tsaris. Right, the Rebbe Shalom revealed his will to us, but he also speaks to us through history. The idea of tsara, the idea of tsar is, it means it's a lesson of narrowing, where the Rebbe Shalom, you know, narrows your life, right? Takes away things from you, makes things more challenging for you. And what's the point of that? Well. First of all, uh, if you get too carried away with your own, uh, with your own you know, self-worth and your own importance, Tzaras is there to remind you. You, you know, Tzaras also, you know, is, 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 is a way to expose you know, what, what it's all about. When a person goes through a Tzara and you're left with nothing, right, and you realize that all it is is their Rabbani Shalom, right, that's a tremendous, tremendous bracha Tzara, right? The, the opportunity to realize what's important in life, to realize what you're made of. You're not your job. You're not, you know, your physical health. Right? You're much more than that. You're an Neshama who has the ability to rise above everything. Right? So Tzaris is Hashem guiding and educating you through your life. And, uh, right? and that's, that's something which is true about Klai Yisrael as a whole. Right? We learn from history about what Klai Yisrael, but as individuals. In our own lives, Tzaris serve as a very, very important. They pain you out. And Inoy and Lasezcha to test you. To see what's in your heart. Right? Tzaris have a very, very important role to play in our own lives. And again, very important, an idea for us to remember. The next one, that the insight gained into Hashem's greatness shall lead you to fear Hashem. That's obviously Yeras Hashem. Right, so everything that we know about Hashem, and he goes through a long list in the midst of Yeras Hashem here, a long list of everything that we know about the Rebbein Shlelem, and how each one has an implication, right? It all comes together, but Hashem's greatness, His omnipresence, His majesty, the revelation of the law, right? His scrutiny, His justice, His judge, everything that we know about the Rebbein Shlelem, that Hashem revealed to us in all the episodes of history, particularly by Yitzhak Mitzrayim, 
right? We was dan right? Everything that, I should, that we know about the Rebbeinu Shalom, we need to constantly be reminded of, and the implications, right? That the Rebbeinu Shalom revealed his absolute power. What does that mean for me as a, as a person in this world? Hashem revealed himself as a, you know, as, 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 a, as a judge who will punish those who are guilty. Hashem revealed himself as all-knowing. Hashem revealed himself as powerful. Everything that we know about the Rebbeinu Shalom, that's what Yerusha, right? Yira, in a sense, is like awareness, right? It's a certain under, it's awareness, right? Of knowing and seeing and knowing about the Rebbeinu Shalom. And what does that mean for me? What does that mean for me? The perception of his kindness to love Hashem. What is love? Love, or Hirsch says, is, is when you feel your own being only through the being of another. That's what love is. Love is that you see your own life through someone else, right? And then when a person, your child, right? You love your child, right? You see, right? Your, your own purpose in life is only worth it through this child. And you'll do everything for this child because you love them. And that's what Avas Hashem should be, right? It's seeing everything, right? When you look at the kindness that Hashem did to you and recognize that everything comes to your Hashem and everything is dependent on their Rebbeinu Shalom, right? That's love. So now everything in your life is dedicated to Him because it all comes from Him, right? And so uh, that's Avas Hashem. To trust in Hashem, right? So again, this is very interesting. Trust in Hashem, you know, is very, very popular now to talk about, you know, trust in Hashem, like in terms of, uh, of what's it called again? Of, you know, the, the living emuna, you know, uh, right? We poke fun at it, right? It's like, uh, you know, it's all about like, you know, if you're sick, you get better, and if you don't have money, you'll get money. That's pretty much like what the trust in Hashem industry has, has got it into, right? It's like, okay, and it's wonderful, bitachin, yes, it's wonderful, right? It's a lot more than that. I've heard, right? The pasuk he brings here for this trust in Hashem. He's trustworthy. Hashem guards the bris and the chesed, right? It's trust in Hashem. It's not just trust, right? That He's going to give you panasa and nirafu It's trust in the rebbeinu shalom and Hashem's promises for the future of the world. You're trusting in His Torah and the truth of His Torah and the ability of His Torah to, to right? In His grace, that when a person does a verus, Hashem will forgive you. And grant you new life, right? This is trust. Trust is not just, you know, in 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 in, in Trust is in everything that the Rebbeinu Shalom promised us, and trusting that those come true. Everything that the Rebbeinu Shalom told us about Himself, and relying on that as a foundation for life. And even when things don't turn out well, you have a trust that the, that the world, you know, will, will come to its tachlis. That's again, that's that's the that's trust. That you to ennoble your inner life so as to cleanse it of anything that might detract from your holy mission. So again, this is like, uh, this is where Hirsch, you know, when you read it, it sounds like, like a classic Musa, right? The Pasuk that he quotes here, the most, this is the Pasuk that the Masih Sharm is based on, right? Right? If a mitzvah, the pasi also brings up kedoshim, kedoshim to you. Right? The idea that you're supposed to, right? You're supposed to ennoble, ennoble your inner life. Right? In other words, kedusha of her says is it's a mida. Right? It's not just some sort of spiritual character. It's the mida of of being ennobled. In other words, kedusha is something we're Right? Again, the word Kedusha could be used in a lot of different contexts. I don't know if you ever spoke about Kedusha here. Right? It's either Rabbi Shalom is Kaddish, Shabbos is Kaddish. Right? The, 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 the Kadesha is a Zayna, is also has the same Shairish, right? Kaddish. Right? Same word over here, Pentikdash Amaleya. Right? This, this, the general idea of, of Kedusha means it's something which is, is, is completely pure and unwavering. Right? The Rabbi Shalom is absolute Kaddish in that Rabbi Shalom doesn't waver, Rabbi Shalom doesn't struggle. Kaviyachon in anything, right? The Shalom is is and it's the same thing. Shabbos in that sense is kaddish. Shabbos will always be here. It's it's going to go. It will work its way through history, no matter what, right? Human beings are not kaddish, 
right, per se, we are Kedoshim T, we have a mitzvah to strive for Kedusha, right? This is Kerach's mistake, is that he thought that Kala Eila Kulam Kedoshim, that we were all Kaddish. We weren't all Kaddish, right? There are, there are people that are more Kaddish, right, and less Kaddish. Kaddish is the trait of bringing yourself where you don't waver, right? In other words, when, when a person is engaged in behaviors that are very, very base, right, very, very coarse physical behaviors, that makes it a lot harder in the future when he's faithful in the Sayyid, he's going to struggle now because he's, he's dull, right? He's less perceptive to Kedusha. Yeah, the job our tafkid is to elevate our lives to the extent where we're not struggling, right? We're obviously, and again, we'll never get to the point where we're absolute Kaddish, but the Rabbi Shalom is the source of Kedusha, gives us the capacity to, to be able to do the right thing, right? You know, the opposite of, of, a, of a Kaddish is a Kaddish, right? A person, a woman who's making her panas in such a way has, has no struggles the opposite way, right? It's like a person could do, engage in such behavior, then, you know, they're, they're completely the other way, right? Not, not, not having, not, it's almost like, in a sense, free will, right? Kedusha is building up your ability to overcome any bad thing, right? So that's why you find it a lot in Negea Arayas. You find it a lot of engaged in physical activities, a lack of Kedusha, because doing these things makes you less noble, makes you less pure, makes you less able, right, to, uh, to, 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 to do what you're moving forward. The opposite of Kedusha is, is, is Tuma, right? Tuma, Tyra, and Kedusha are very, very similar. And that's obviously the, the goal of, uh, of Yom Kippur, right? Is the ultimate goal is right? Is to purify yourself, cleanse yourself of the effects of, of your Averas and cleanse yourself from the effects of the bad things you did. Right? You have to be noble. Divesting yourself of pride and lust, right? Obviously, Gaiva, Taiva, these things are, are all part of our, where we have to, these are, these are built-in Musr, right? We talk about like as if this is like a Musr idea. I mean, this is like Misva Raisa Musr, right? The Torah tells us, don't be a Gaiva, don't engage in taiva. This is built in things that we have to work on ourselves. You know, this Pasuk of Yerati Samasham and Kachasham Imach. The Messiah Sisharim, his whole Sefer is really based on this, right? And if you learn Messiah Sisharim, you don't see it as clearly, even though this is a Pasuk he means in Akdama. They put out recently, I don't know if it's, uh, right, they put out a Messiah Sisharim Hashalim. Right? It turns out that when the Ramchal wrote Messiah Sisharim originally, he wrote a much longer Sefer. And it was written really as like a back and forth between a Chacham and a Chassid. Right? If you look at it, it's available in the stores. It's a very, very Gishmaka safer. It's a lot more Meirich, and you get a lot more of what he was actually trying to say when he, you see things that he changed, things that he did differently. Oh, it's in a big, fat, green volume. And his whole, this is the Chacham, is like the guy who sits and learns all day. He's busy with Pilpul. And he's not, you know, he, he's like making fun of this Chassid who's busy with, you know, Chassidus and things and Musr. And that's when he says, you know, he goes through the, the Chassid in the book, goes through, and he, you know, goes through this Pasuk and he builds it. And said, instead of using this Pasuk, he kind of takes the Gemara of Pinchas Banyar as his basis, right? And he shows how it's really the same as this Pasuk. But that's, this is the fundamental of Musr, of self improvement, that ultimately you can't, you can't expect to be able to keep the Torah mitzvahs if you, you're not working on yourself. The idea that you can be someone with bad midas, with bad character, right? This is, uh, this is what's called the, the, the um, what's his name? Rebchaim Vital's Musa Sefer. Um, no, it's... Uh, uh, no, before time at the other one. It's a small country. It's, uh, okay, what? No, that's, that's from Chal. Okay, I'll, I'll remember it as soon as I work out. Right? This is, as he says, the idea that you can somehow be a, a, an Erl Chayid without working on your Midas is, is not going to work. It's not going to work, right? Because, you know, it's, it's ultimately, you're not going to, you're going to, fa- you're going to be faced with an assignment of money, you're faced with an assignment of, of, of a rice, you're going to be faced with whatever the assignment is. And the idea that somehow without building up your character, just because you know what's right, that you're somehow going to be able to do it, that's, that's not going to happen. Um, that you to develop empathy with the pains and joys of all beings and embrace them all with love because they are God's children, 
right? We're all the children of the Rabbi Shalom, right? The pasuk that he brings down here is is the mitzvah of loy sa'ames asavocha v'loy sikpes asyascha meyachicha evyoy, right? Is that you shouldn't. You, 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 there's a natural Rachmanus that Hashem gives, an empathy that you have with human beings. Don't suppress that. There's a mitzvah to, to listen to that Rachmanus that you have. Again, if you have too much Rachmanus, you know, that's other problems that Gemara says. That's already, you know, if you, but the idea that you should listen to that voice of Rachmanus and let it guide you to feel empathy for a person. And if you press that Rachmanus down too much, then uh, you, you, it's hard to get that back. It's hard to build up a natural Rahmanas. Hashem gives you a natural Rahmanas. And if, if you don't listen to it and you keep on ignoring it, someone once said that, he, you know, he said that when, uh, when you get these mailings in the mail, right, you, get, uh, you come home and say Shabbos, you have like 10 things in the mail, you shouldn't throw them out. Even if you're not going to give, you should open it and read it, you know, because it, it's a certain cruelness, right? When you're be, and it's very hard because we're constantly asked for money, for things. And, you know, but the idea that you should kind of feel that natural Rachmanus, even if you can't give, or at least, you know, bring you to give a little bit, is something, again, I'm not, uh, I'm not saying what you should do, but this idea is, means don't hold back your, your life, right? Feel that, feel that natural Rachmanus. Um, yeah. So, uh, so uh, right? So this is, again, a short list. There's a lot more that he has over here in, uh, in, uh, in Chayrev, and you can go through. But these, again, these are ideas. These are things that we know to be true because the Rebbein Shalom demonstrated them for us to be true. We know these truths about the Rebbein Shalom. We know these things. But again, the mitzvahs there are meant to be foundations for practical application, right? These are ideas because we know that the Rebbein Shalom is one. So that means that we are one and we have to be united towards serving Him. Because we know the Rebbein Shalom is MS, so we know that we, you know, we can trust the term and, and use it as a foundation. Because we know that all, we're all children of Hashem, we have to have Rahmanis and we have to, you know, the implications of that. So these are truths, these are not just dogmas, it's not just, you know, like in the Rambam's Yud Gimelikrim, it's the same thing, right? These are meant to be foundations, but we tend to look at them as like beliefs. You have to believe in this, you have to believe in Mashiach, and... And again, the Yudgim Alekrim is a big sugi, Arucha, we're not going to... In a verse, these are mitzvahs, the ideas, these are meant to be the foundations. The idea that we can do the right thing always without having an intellectual foundation is, is it's not, it's, it won't happen. It won't happen, right? The idea that somehow you'll do what's right, you go to the office every day and you'll behave in the correct way, following the halacha, following the Torah, without working on yourself, without... Your true knowledge of Rabbi Shalom. Well, look at the outside world. Look at the secular world. They talk a big game, but ultimately they fall short. It's a disgusting world because the idea of being a good person, a good citizen, without having the foundation that there's a Rabbi Shalom and we're all children of the Rabbi Shalom and that there is a Rabbi Shalom watching us who will punish us and that the Rabbi Shalom gave us a Torah. He revealed this is his rutzing. This is what Hashem wants. Look what misplaced the uh, Rachmanus has, right? When uh, you know, look at the world. Uh, we have to be equality, and we have to love everyone, and be you know, and yeah, like, would, that leads you to some pretty bad places if you don't uh, if you don't actually hinder that, right? So all these are ideas which we need to remind ourselves of, and use it as a foundation to actually live life. Because again, if there's one thing that we see from reverse time and again, is that there's nothing abstract. Everything is very, very real and practical towards serving the Rebbeinu which is ultimately our mission. Okay, let's, uh, we'll do one more mishpatim is kind of a little bit quick, a little bit more um, um, uh, intuitive, right? Mishpatim, he says, are laws of justice towards other human beings because we are equal, right? The idea that all human beings are equal, this is the mitzvah of tzedek, justice, because we are equal, therefore the Rebbe Shalom has certain demands, right? So you have to respect every being in your surroundings as well as everything within yourself as a creation of Hashem, right? We're all from the Rebbe Shalom. Respect whatever is theirs as given to them by Hashem or as they've been required according to the divinely sanctioned law. Right, it's his, he made a Kenyan on it, that means the Rebbein Shalom wants him to have it, he owns it, and that belongs to him. 
let them keep or have whatever they are entitled to by right. Don't be a source of harm to others, which is mazik. You can't damage other people. This is as why can't? Because he is entitled to this because he is a human being. And we are equal. Respect every human being as you're equal. Respect him, his inner self, as well as his outer garment, his body, and his life. Right? Show respect to him, which is, you know, don't, uh, don't embarrass him. Don't, uh, you know, respect his property as a legal extension of his body. Respect his claim to property or services, right? So, uh, you know, if he's a worker, you owe him money. Properly measured or counted, be honest in your measures. When you buy something from you, make sure that you don't rip him off. As well as his claim to compensation for harm done to his body or property. Again, because we are equal. Because again, if you damage an animal, it's a different story. Unless the animal is owned by another person, then it's part of the idea of, of equality. See, these are obligations that we have towards a person and his property because we're equal. Again, this is in, in direct contrast to chukim, which is justice towards things that are not equal to us. And that's what we'll get to next week. Respect his right to know the truth. This is very interesting. When Rapersh talks about MS, right? You know, there's again, there's the MS, there's the MS in the, in the absolute terms of Rishon. But he says something very interesting about MS, which I find it's fascinating, right? And he, and he bavarns the Gemara we had on the daf a few weeks ago about, you know, uh, right? But the idea is that how are we supposed to know reality, right? It's very hard for us to know the reality. How do we know the truth about ourselves? We seem to be very negative, we like to think the best of ourselves. The way we know most things is through a mirror, right? We look at other people. We see their reflections, right? If you see something, you know, and you see the way a person responds, that's how you know reality. You know if you're good, right? You know, the way people... So when you lie to a person, you're really depriving him of, of a sense of reality, right? I always say, when, it, when a guy gets up there and fetches, you know, a three-hour shachar, Shabbos morning, right? He says, it's not his fault, right? It's the guy that goes over to him afterwards and tells him, oh, Yishkoyach, beautiful, Right? He lied, he's lying to you, and now you think that you're, that you're Kasavitsky over here, and, that, and, and it ends up, people resent you, right? <laughs> That's the reality. You know, again, sometimes if you talk to some people like it, and they're telling you the truth, right? But when you lie to someone, you're depriving him of a very, very important feedback mechanism, right? Again, the Gemara says you have to, you know, you, know, you, you shouldn't you know, be nasty to a person when you buy something, you should, you know, it's already his, he bought it, you should praise him for it. But, you know, I, I always, I told someone once, when I was, I was younger, so I used to sing, you know, every kid thinks he's a good, so, you know, he could sing a lot. And uh, I remember I had a friend, um, Ellie Levin, you know, he's a big singer now, Ellie, became a, remember, you know, I asked him one time, Ellie, do, do you think I have a good enough voice to sing by a chuppah? Someone had asked me to sing by a chuppah, I was in high school, and, and, and he said no. So, and I didn't, like, but I was very thankful, because uh, who knows, I was, I'd be forcing my friends to have me sing by the chuppahs, and I'd sit there, and I, you know. It's, uh, it's, honesty is, again, it has to be done correctly, but honesty is something which is ben adam lechavera, you owe him honesty, you owe him the truth, you owe him the truth. I have some other examples that I don't want to say in recording in case it gets back to the people. You know, people are like, I had someone that did something for years, you know, for me, as like a favorite to my dear and Eretz show that like, no one was interested, but like, you know, no, no one had the guts to tell her no, you know, because we, we thought we were doing her the favor by, but like ultimately, you know, it's, it's you doing something by being honest with someone, that's a very, very valuable thing, right? It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a feedback mechanism, which we need. Right? We need that feedback mechanism because that's how we know, that's how we know reality, right? And his right to freedom, so you have to respect his right to freedom, right? This is a iser against slavery, right? The idea that the person can't quit his job, you know, let a, you know, contract someone to work for you because it's a, it's Kaliban Aesel. Happiness, peace of mind, honor, and a peaceful existence. Right? This is again the Gerlai Sunev, right? These are all mitzvahs against 
uh, respecting another person as an equal, and therefore you need to respect him, you can't be nasty to him, you can't slander him. These are all right. Never abuse the frailty of his body, mind, or heart. That is a right? You have to, right? And never misuse your legal power over him. This is, of course, all the laws to the court system, right? To be honest in court and not to treat a you know, poor person better than a rich person, etc. So these are the mitzvahs that I think are the most intuitive, but recognizing that they come from the sense of justice. Right? Justice means that this is what the Rebbe Shalom wants him to have, right? It's not chesed, it's not kindness. The idea that you don't steal from someone is not because you're a nice guy, right? It's because this, he is an equal, and this is a demand that the Rebbe Shalom has, right? This is even tzedakah, the idea of tzedakah. Right? It's an amazing, it's crazy, right? The idea that you should pay for someone else's, uh, you know, limousine, right? The guy's a big veer, and he's used to a certain lifestyle. The halakha, halakha is, is a mitzvah tzedakah that writes what they give him, right? Again, for yourself, you should work on yourself not to have such high standards. That way you're not going to have to... But this is because this is not, it's not chesed. If it's not chesed, then yeah, I don't know. I, you know, or maybe fakir. If it's chesed, it makes sense. But this is justice. This is the idea that the Rebbe Shalom has a demand. This is what a human being is entitled to, right? Every human being is entitled to live, to have food, to have, to have the right, to have a livelihood. This is, the Rebbe Shalom wants every human being because Hashem created us all. And therefore, if someone is missing it, there's a demand. Just like if you steal, you have to pay back. If you damage, you have to pay him. If he's poor, you have to give him. This is a demand of justice that's based on the equality between all human beings. And again, it's not, right, that's, that's where first says, it's not like <laughs> altruism. Oh, I'm going to give you, I'm such a big Valchesed, right? That's, that's like the biggest right, right? Imagine you go to a, an Ani and you give him, you know, some money. And he says, oh, no, I'm good. I don't need it. I, I, I already, right? Will you be upset, right? You'll be mad that he doesn't need you anymore, right? The, the, the lemmaful guy that you're busy being the big Valchesed too. Are you upset when he doesn't need you, right? Is it for you or is it? The Tarot says, right? Sometimes you feel like you're happy that other people need you. You're happy that they're relying on you, dependent on you, right? You feel good. You're philanthropy. This is, you know... But again, it's, it doesn't come, it's a chiv. Tzedakah is a chiv, it's a demand that he has on your money. Now you have the tevah no, you can decide where to give it. It's not entirely communism, right? But the idea that, that, that tzedakah is a basic demand of equality of justice, that every human being is entitled, the Rebbe Shalom says he's entitled to basic sustenance, and that you have an obligation to supply it, is an idea of mishpatim. So again, next week we'll talk about chukim. So you have the tyrus, these are the these are ideas, the truths about the Rebbe Shalom, about ourselves, about the world, that we have to remember as a foundation for living, and then the mishpatim are the mitzvahs of justice related to other human beings because we're all equal, and next week we'll do the, uh, the chukim. All right.